you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome to the Ecala Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joel Pasquale, and today I have another special guest by the name of Peter Tapau. Peter is one of our coaches at CrossFit of Fremont. He also is a Spartan SGX coach. He's a coach for DECA, and he also coaches Bay Area OCR with Coach Joe Bala. But welcome, Pete. Hey, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for coming on. You know, I've, I've known Pete for coming on to over, like, coming on to two years. It's, and it's been, uh, I've been fortunate and uh, grateful to have connected with you, to be able to collab and just continue to try to grow together. One thing that really strikes me, really, when I think about you, I, I really think of you as uh, someone that really cares and cares to share knowledge and share people's wins and really want to take them to be able to progress people and uh, help people. So I, I think of you as a caregiver. So yeah, I look forward to this podcast to getting to know you, have the viewers also get to know you, who you are and where you've come from and where, where the future is headed for you. So thank you again, Pete. If you could just tell us, go ahead and uh, the mic is all yours and tell us a little bit about you. Well, uh, just to emphasize on that community and that feel that you just mentioned about like me caring about people. Well, just this last Saturday, I just came from a wedding and I pretty much uh, connected two of my clients together. I was, I played matchmaker there for a minute. It was uh, one of those kind of like experiences that kind of led me to kind of solidifies the whole idea of like all about like family and getting people to come together because I grew up in a big family. And uh, for me, growing up in that big family, where that culture is kind of like, I kind of spilled that over to my business and to my clients, right? And so just having that connection, that fun, I mean, that's, that's where I feel like I thrive in, is when I have like these, these events, these moments and these experiences with people is because I love it. Because, you know, connecting with people, treating them like family, it's really cliche to say, but the whole experience and and that's what I, I strive to look for you know what i mean and so it's great it's awesome <laughs> so these, these were clients of yours yeah they were uh i had one client that pretty much she worked out with me in the morning you know she was she was part of the spartan sgx program that i had over at coa and uh, you know we, she she was a regular and then i also had another client of mine who happened to come to my saturday classes and boot camp classes, my flexor faith classes, if you will, I'll get into a little bit more about that. And uh, he would always come and 
And we even did some races together because, you know, he would mention that he's interested in doing races, whatever, whatnot, Spartan races. And as I got to know him more through the races, you know, traveling and you know, also doing the races, I just, I realized how much of a good guy he was. And uh, an opportunity came around where and it, it came by accident at first because I had like, first I was, I wanted to hook him up because I was wondering how come this guy's single and, and I just, and then all of a sudden I had a friend of mine put on Facebook that they, uh, they wanted to hook up a friend of theirs who happened to be like a nurse. She's Filipina. She's, she's making money and she just needs a man. <laughs> and I said, why don't I try to hook up Kevin? And that's his name. And uh, so that ended up like me trying to persuade Kevin that there's someone there. And, and I'm talking to my friend who knows this girl and I don't know anything about her. And I just figured maybe that's a great connection, but it turns out that that girl that was being, she said like she, she didn't want to have that relationship. She was thinking like, oh my gosh, why, why are you trying to hook me up? I was just like, oh my gosh. So I felt bad because I put a lot of emphasis to Kevin, like this girl's beautiful and she's, she's wanting to meet someone. But all throughout that whole time, I, I come to find out that she was, she was kind of like not even interested because she did, she her friend who was trying to hook her up didn't tell her that she was doing it. So it was kind of like a bad situation for her on that end. And so as a result of that, I felt bad for Kevin because I'm hyping him up. I'm trying to mm -hmm. get into this girl. And then I said, Ben, let me find out if I know anyone. And then Agnes, my client that comes in with me and works out with me in the morning, you know, we, uh, her and another client of mine after the workout, we just go have some Starbucks and I got to know her more too because we work out in the morning 6 a.m. And right after that, you know, we get to hang out for me and another client of mine and we get to talk a little more. So I got to know a little bit more about her. And then as a result of that, I know more about her story. Yeah. And I guess that, that, that thing just kind of made a connection there. So I just said, hey, yeah, what if I just try to get these two together? And so I basically um, <laughs> got them to oh. you know, numbers and, they are. Oh, so this was literally this past weekend where uh, you went to their wedding. Yeah, went to their wedding, and as you know, they they got married, and you know, and, and all that kind of cool stuff. So wow. I was I, and it was just yeah, but just to to emphasize on the point what you said about like you know caring about people and and that's everything that I just unpacked there was pretty much all of that one because you know I got if not. I took the time to get to know someone. Yeah, it's more than just a client. Yeah, it ends up exactly. being more of that family. Yeah. You get to know them in that deeper level. So, right. Right. Yeah. so it's more, so much more meaningful. Exactly, exactly. And but, so that's why. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but this is not even the first time that you've matched someone together and they got married. Uh, no, I, I tried to hook people up. It just never worked out. No, but there's another couple too. Oh. That they... They got married, right? Uh, let me see. I'm going through my banking of my memory bank. Not successful. But I did make them book up, but not successful. Didn't get married. No, it didn't. What did about Francisco? Oh, Francisco and Christine. No, they met me before. They met me after they got. They they knew each other ever since they were really young. They knew each other since uh, middle school. Okay, so but yeah, the, yeah. you guys would all just work out together and everything. Okay. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, <laughs> and going back to that family thing, you know, they ended up being my godparents to my kids, you mm -hmm. know, Christina Frank and Agnes. So it's just it's just all of that 
family community kind of like thing. And, and like, kind of like I said, that, that all was instilled because of my big family, you know, because for my family, you know, they're all about, you know, I don't, as you know, being Filipino and sometimes it's like, come and eat, come and hang out. And that thing kind of really instilled in me because I always find it very strange when I was growing up seeing my mom, you know, like invite these strangers that she would run into at work and then treat them like family, you know what I mean? And just like make them, you know, just, you know, and they were coworkers, right. You know, and then they would, <laughs> And, and just like inviting them to like these big events and yeah and, and at the same time asking them to become like godparents and it's like dude That's you awesome. hardly know this but you know it's it's good i i think it's it's awesome because you know in some ways it you know it, it really it really kind of like puts a paints a brush uh paints a picture of like how much he loves people and not only that i mean it just kind of spilled over Trust to me cares. yeah yeah exactly it cares and all that so funny yeah yeah and it's all different kinds of people too, you know. You know, you got not just Filipinos, you got white people. It's just everybody. You know? That's mm-hmm. how that's how loving my mother was, and still is, even now. Yeah, so. That's so great. It reminds me of my uh, my Lola actually too. With being young and growing, going around the grocery store and everything, she knows everybody and saying, talking to to them. And I'm assuming as a little kid, thinking that these people are my relatives. <laughs> like they're just like the family. It's a uh, so great so yeah definitely and that's the same experience i had with my grandma and my mom because my grandma was the same way too so in the philippines they have uh you know what they call is because uh, my grandmother and my grandfather were part of this big uh what they call barangay they were barangay leaders barangay means like a, build, a, a town and something like that and they were they were pretty much like the, the mayors of that area right. and so it was kind of instilled in them as they were kids because they had to be the so-called like you know play the political role trying to kind of get everyone to be involved or whatever that is that they do over there and they kind of brought that over here and of course as growing up and seeing that i was like oh okay this is this is what i gotta do so so in some ways i do the same thing too so i every person i meet i like to kind of treat them that same way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like my like auntie or uncle or you know what I mean or or brother and sister you know what I mean like you know, if you and I don't know if people know between you and I I always call other people like brother Joe or brothers sister whatever you know what I mean it's just it, that feel of family and connection that's what that's what it's all about you know what I mean and, mm-hmm. and it means a lot I I think that's what we're missing in a lot of a lot of service industries like you could be a professional at what you do. But if you don't care and take that extra effort to really know a person, it's 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 not as effective. Like I think you get a better view of if you know really deep in and out of their family, who they need to take care of, who they live with, and that will help even structure your programs that you create for your clients. Whether you train harder on one day or maybe even just on another. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's it, and it's it's like you said, you know, when you serve people it's that's what it's all about right and um people remember you you, because i mean i hate to bring this part up but when you when you go to funerals right people don't measure you on how much money you made or the kind of car that you had you get measured by the people that attend to your your funerals and and give you that respect i mean i can remember from my grandmother when she passed away my gosh like the whole thing was filled i mean you you can't even have anyone sit down no more in, in the funeral home and even during the time, you know, for the rosary or the, the viewing, 
it was just packed the people i was just so amazed mm -hmm. and it just goes to show the impact that she made and then and right before her death when in her hospice because we had her in our, our home you saw a lot of people their family gathering and they knew that it was going to happen and yet there was like a full load of people celebrating having fun and and that's the memory that always instilled in me and i'm hoping that that's something that i want to instill in the people that i'm around with that same kind of vibe and that energy that family feel you know mm -hmm. because that's that's what you're that's what it's all about you know i think you know big family you know people caring for each other no matter whatever they are the common ground there is just it's just that Ruhana, right? That, <laughs> that, 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 that yeah, that Ruhana, that, that 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 word there, you know, that family. And yeah. then yeah, so that's how I, I kind of spell that over to my family too, or or to my clients. Yeah. Great. Have you ever thought about what you want people to remember you by? Um like if someone well, was to say a eulogy for you, like what would you want them to say? Well, I guess the one thing that would come to mind is like you know just how much i you know helped them to get whatever they needed to be at that time and moment you know whether it be a fitness goal or whether it be some kind of advice or something i you know that they, they can remember that kind of helped them mm -hmm. you know it's not to say that i can change everyone's life from that comment or that interaction but at least to some degree it it made an impression enough to make them remember me and say like oh yeah he helped me get to this because, you know, the analogy that I can think of is like someone who's like pulling someone else up, right? Like if, if I get to the top of something, I, I'm reaching down on my hand and grabbing someone from the bottom and bringing it up. That's how I, I, I see it. So, you know, whatever that, whatever that is, you know what I mean? That they're, they're going through that I help them get next level. You know what I mean? Mm, powerful. That's, so that's, that's what Thank I'm you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's something um, our coach in our mastermind, um, has uh, brought to our attention and I'm continuing to kind of reflect on it because it's something, yeah, you don't think of so much, but like, yeah, if you could just stop and think about like, really, how do you want to gear your day, your year of like the direction on like, how do you want to be remembered? So it just brings a little bit more clarity of what's important. Yep. So, well, thank you for sharing. So let's go into our hang loose segment. Every person that comes on here, I have a deck of cards here. I pull a deck of cards and I just ask a random question. Okay. So let's see here. Okay. So it says, if you were to die, <laughs> going back to the death part, I was thought it was going to be more uplifting, <laughs> but uh, if you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Person or thing person or thing wow i definitely want to come back as uh if i were to be a person i guess what, what do you mean by person like i could be any race gender that kind of thing i guess celebrity as well it could be anything oh okay i guess i would i would want to come back as a, a sport athlete <laughs> a sports athlete preferably basketball if i could like someone who could really play ball and live that professional life <laughs> Basketball. Give me would, a give me a basketball player. Uh, I guess like a player that comes to mind is like you know someone consistent like uh, a Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Steph Curry. Living cool. that life. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up playing basketball? Um. Yeah, I grew up playing basketball, but my first love was actually baseball. Um. Mm. But the reason for uh, me choosing basketball is because I I love the I love the fast pace, the moving of it. You know what I mean? And 
it's a global game that people recognize and know and want to represent. You know what I mean? I, I'd love to be one of the fantasies I have is like, because in the Philippines, they idolize basketball. I mean, there's like one of those, uh, there's a monument that they have for Kobe and uh, Diana when she passed away. It's over at uh, somewhere in Manila or something really? like that. Really? Yeah, I forgot. But the bottom line is that I would love to be like, you know, my fantasy, like representing Philippines, and people seeing me play ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be holding the ball. Uh, the three yeah. guys. I'm six foot two. <laughs> Add a few more inches. And yeah, yeah. I'm playing okay. point guard for playing for the, the Golden State Warriors. Just living that life, basically. Sweet. Well, basketball is good exercise. And speaking about exercise, really, let's talk about you with you and your exercise. I mean, I know you've been coaching for some time, quite a bit of time, but how about you? Like what, how did you start with uh, exercise yourself? Oh man. So for me, I think uh, it gets really personal because like uh, I grew up with a condition called eczema and it was a a condition that, uh, that affects the skin. And basically you're, you have a lot of rashes all throughout your body. Right. Uh, some people are mild. In my case, when I was growing up, it was very like all over the place. My from my elbows to my knees, face, all that kind of stuff. It was very like traumatizing to a kid, you know. And coming from a family of immigrants that really didn't know about this disease, you know, it was one of the kind of those kind of things where I was kind of like <laughs> they did a lot of stuff to me as a kid growing up. Meaning that they would do like these. Uh, like these unting unting and what unting means is like these uh like these things that uh basically it's like they do like these uh filipino remedies you know folk remedies if you will and yeah, kind of uh, like witch, witch doctor yeah, witch doctor stuff right and then you know i was thinking to myself growing up like oh my god am i cursed <laughs> you know what i mean because at the oh, time we really no one really knew what this what this condition was or i mean they diagnosed it as that but they didn't have any kind of like up-to-date medicine that you have now. And so I would be, you know, inundated with that along with a lot of this, um, you know, Vaseline. And it just, it was just horrible childhood growing up really. And, um, and when, as I got older, I realized like, man, this is horrifying. And this is great. I can't live like this. Right. And so I use exercise as, as an excuse. Cause one of the things I found out when I was a kid is like when I would ever run fast or if I wouldn't, you know, play hard, that anxiety of me going through my condition would be gone, you know what I mean, for that moment, and maybe even last a little bit longer. But because it's like that, that push, if you will, you know what I mean, whether I'm running, or if I'm playing hard, playing basketball, baseball, whatever, or I just, I just love the freedom of movement. And so as a result of that, that kind of led me down the path of like, what can I had to I was thinking what kind of things I could do to kind of relieve myself from this stress and this anxiety and this kind of like this energy. And how old were you at this time? I would say I was somewhere around, you know, being outside and playing like around six all the way up to, you know, I, I can remember like six years old when I started playing like basketball, baseball, whatever the sport may be, even some football. You know, I just played all the major sports. Even, even did try to do some uh, martial arts too at the time. Yeah. you know like i said i needed to move that was my only escape was it because of the is it because it just redirected your focus yeah it redirected my focus and you know and and there's a and that um and i didn't know it back then but of course as you know as knowing now because we're 
older who study it is that, you know, when you exercise, you release these endorphins, these good feeling hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one of the things that I appreciated from it. And I didn't know at the time, it just, it just felt good working out, running, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, of course, growing up, I would idolize my star, my, um, you know, my athletes, emulating them and, you know, trying to do what they do. Wrestling was another, pro wrestling was another big thing for me growing up too, like watching Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. So I jump over these, uh, <laughs> jump on the bed. You know, oh, like WWE type wrestling. Yeah. Well, before it was WWE, it WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's that's my thing. So that okay. started me down that path, yeah. You had said before, like, it's you've had, like, you learned winning through exercise. It's like the little the little wins that you get, like showing up, lifting more weights before it would make you feel good about yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of that made me feel good about myself, just you know, lifting weights. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, to, that's to yourself. Now, how did you get into coaching other people? Because that's another thing to get out of my show, because I was also very shy, you know, growing up with my condition. Um, it was hard for me to step out of my shell to, to um, it's like public speaking, right? That was another thing that I was struggling with too, or being in front of people and letting them know how I feel and all that good stuff. It was, uh, and so I took on coaching because it was my way of kind of conquering that fear, especially doing group exercise classes. I started off with group exercise classes first. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I started off with personal training first and uh-huh. then got exercise later but it was my way of getting in front of people talking to them you know just getting myself out of my own shell you know what i mean and then but you just made that decision out of the blue i mean it takes a lot of like courage to just say oh i'm gonna do it even though i'm scared i mean how did you get that courage to even want to do that well it was um i guess at the time i just i was just given this opportunity because i was still going to school I was going to school for being an engineer and it really, I really didn't, um, it wasn't within my radar until like my friend and, you know, like at the time was like, you know, going to school and training at the same time. This was like during the time that he was, because I went to DeFry University, he was just telling me like, yeah, we need another person to fill in this spot for training. You're wanting to, you can, you know, going to school while, working you know what i mean and it just felt it felt like a good idea and i just ended up like doing that but in that time period too as well i'm just learning about like okay this is also a good opportunity for me to hone into my public speaking skills and mm-hmm. getting in front of people and all that kind of stuff and it all kind of tied in because things just happen and i'm just thinking yeah maybe i should keep this thing going because this feels good you know what i mean so did you ever graduate then I did. I graduated in Dubai. I got a degree there. I was supposed to be an engineer, but there was a time that I, I took a trip after my graduation to the Philippines. And this is that story kind of led me down more the health and wellness. Um, Tell me about that story. Well, why? Yeah. Oh, well, because, well, although I was in the industry, you know, training people, I didn't have the heart, you know, meaning that the heart for me to and the passion to train people wasn't really there until I went to the Philippines because when I was out there in the Philippines, I, um, I experienced poverty like in a third world point of view for the first time. You know what I mean? 
I've been there before younger, but I didn't really pick up on that, you know, when I was you mean with the different set of eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just ended up like experiencing that for the first time when I saw that poverty and seeing our my people, my family, even even some of my family members that are poor, it just kind of opened my eyes like this world is like really uh really broken, you know what I mean? And kind of set me on the path of just like having empathy towards them, you know, just kind of like reevaluating my values and, and all the things that I, I put up there on the pedestal. What were those things before? And before at that time, you know, I went to the Philippines, I was like, it was all about money. It was all about like having this kind of lifestyle and whatever, whatnot, never really having my heart into like the things that I'm doing now, you know, like, and so coming home from that trip, I was just like, just really reevaluating my stuff and telling and just kind of like kind of taking inventory of everything that I'm thinking about and uh, kind of putting that in perspective. Like, is the way I'm thinking the right way I'm thinking? Because it's pretty shallow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I remember watching my family who, who were going through this poverty, who were going through poverty and, and living in these villages and, and these areas of the Philippines that are just like not really good. I, I kind of picked up on like some of the things that I have here, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm just kind of like reflecting and saying to myself, like, man, I'm, I should be very grateful. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I kind of picked up on from uh, my family members there, as well as uh, the people that are in the, the, these, um, these areas is that, you know, they were always happy, you know what I mean? And uh, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of, thrown off a little bit by that a little bit because although they're they live in these like very dire conditions and but at the same time they find a way to be happy and they find a way to actually give me a lot you know i remember here's me this whole american western mentality thinking like i need to have this and that i need to have this uh, hot water this bed whatever whatnot you know they pretty much gave me everything in terms of food in terms of shelter and uh, you know all the amenities that you could ask for and you know and it was a lot for them and here i am taking advantage of it and i had to kind of self-evaluate myself after that and kind of like say to myself like man you know they really had nothing and they gave me everything that they had you know and it's pretty sad that i'm just asking for more of it you know it's really mm -hmm. greedy of me so that kind of set me on the path of like when i came back like oh man i need to i need to i guess respect more people and just kind of like I guess help more people through that, you know. I don't know. But that's so that made you wanna work with more people directly versus Exactly. Uh -huh, have the relationships. Okay. Right. It it, it kinda all tied in in a way because you know, all of that stuff kinda like really brought me back to my family too, because there was a part in my life, you know, the time when I was going to school where I was kind of disconnecting myself from the family just because I was trying to find my own and coming back from that trip, you know, I reconnected not just to the people, but my family too. And because of that reconnection that kind of led into this mentality of just wanting to treat people like family, you get what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it kind of like led me on this rabbit hole of just like, okay, since everything is like, you know, it's, it was rough in the beginning, but now it's, it's coming back, you know? Yeah, that's how that all tied in. Well, wow, so that was a, a turning point then, then uh, that trip. 
and give oh, you clarity yeah, sure. really of what happiness is. I mean, it doesn't obviously them, you know, showing their happiness and actually, you know, being in the less di- desirable conditions, they were still happy. And they, I mean, really what's, what, what do they value? They value, you know, family, family in the end and just being together. Right. So. Yeah. So is there the clients that you've trained, has there been a memorable client that you've had and you've, you've trained them? What changes have you seen um, within this, maybe one person that was really memorable from when you started with them till, till a good amount of time where you spent a program with them, training them? How did you see them develop? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's actually a lot, but uh, one that comes to mind is um, I had one client that he couldn't, he was overweight over 300 some pounds. And uh, one of the things that he wanted to do was um, this was like a small little project where he wanted to do mission peak over at Fremont. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we worked our way up to it, meaning like I got him to exercise, got him to move and all that kind of cool stuff. And uh, at the time he was going through a lot of depression and, and a lot of like, I guess, issues mentally and as well as family stuff. And so I remember him telling me, yeah, one of my goals is to get up to Mission Peak. And uh, I said, yeah, so let's do it. So all these exercises and weeks that we worked into, we finally got to that moment where we're there in um, in Mission Peak. And, and it was a struggle. It took us like four or five hours to get up there. But to me, that was really memorable because he was tears were falling down his eyes and just that whole experience. And I was there with him the whole time. Mm. Uh, you know, and to be honest, like I could have just said like, no, nah, man, this is a little too much. You know, it's a lot too long throughout the day, but I, I took the almost half of the day off mm-hmm. just so that I can help him get to that, get over that, get to his goal and just watching his journey and um, him finishing it. And it was just, it was just an awesome moment. And um, it's one of those kind of things that made me so proud to be a trainer because it was like, you know, and, you know, of course he praised me and said all these things about like how, how great that was that he got that he got up there and with him with my help and all that kind of stuff and couldn't do it without me and that felt great you know just hearing all that but um just even for myself the, just watching his journey you know mm-hmm. what i mean from uh from being 300 pounds and of course he lost like 25 30 pounds i want if i can remember mm-hmm. uh, so it was good. It was a fun time. It was a great time. And, and you got to be there with him and you could have been like, okay, well, he's yeah. going to do it himself, but you got to experience that accomplishment with him. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And how did his, uh, did his personality change at all? Did you see anything else? You I mean, you, you accomplished a task, but uh-huh. you know, did you see anything else start developing as a result of starting his workout program and going forward? Well, what I saw after that was just, he just felt a lot better about himself, more self-esteem. And then, you know, he's no longer my client now, but after just watching him through Facebook and watching his journey, he found someone else because he was going through a divorce, all that kind of stuff and started a new family and, and just, and, and kept the weight off and he looks great, you know, and he looks a lot more leaner. And I was, you know, I, I commended him, and, you know, those, are, but he's, he brings it up sometimes, you know, Oh, well, yeah. When, when, when I would reach out to him, like, thank you for, you know, helping me. And that kind of like, wow, that was a great, that's a great example of, of, um, 
you know, that journey that he was in that I helped him get through, you know? And, yeah. The, the start right then. I mean, exactly. how did you guys connect? Cause I mean, for someone to pull the trigger and say, you know, they need this, how did you guys connect? And did he have hesitations to start or how did you be able to start this program for him? You know, uh, at the time I was working in 24 fitness, that was the job that, that I was going to school mm-hmm. at the same time going to work. And, uh, so I just, he, they just, he just end up being part of those clients that, that I have to call. And, um, and this is right. I think a few months after my trip from the Philippines, that's when I met him. And so, you know, that motivation and empathy and all that kind of stuff came, came with that, um, that connection with him. And, um, and yeah. So, yeah. Cause you got matched up with him. Then you obviously have to have some kind of re- good rapport to be able to, to go through the process, but you had that with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. A special. Mm-hmm. How about there must be been a, if you, you know, having that experience where you're getting passed on a client, I mean, was there other times where it wasn't a good fit and you didn't get to see the results that they were hoping to get? Oh yeah. There's plenty of those examples too. You know, sometimes you run into people that, you know, that are on fire about trying to make change in their lives. But when it came down to it, they just didn't do the things that you want them to do. You know, it's just, it's just the, it's the nature of the beast. You win some, you lose some, but my track record, I've always looked for longevity and I look for longevity through um, just kind of changing the, uh, the goals and always keeping them focused on living an active lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever those goals may be, but it it revolves around living actively as well as choosing the best, I guess, food options for nutrition, obviously. So that all, I mean, it comes with, comes with the business, right? You Mm -hmm. you run into people that you don't, you know, vibe with or just not a good fit. But, but to be honest, like, and not to sound cocky, and I've been in the industry for like 20 some years, like there's like maybe a handful in my hands, you know, and the rest has just been great experiences, you know, and, um, it's, you you find the ones that you really like and you you stick with them and uh, right. I mean it's a choice between the two of you guys to work with each other but it really in the end if you have that trust and they trust the process because it can be frustrating they if they trust the process and you care like you do it's a win it's gonna be a win so but I mean that's I mean with you I feel like we've done a lot of uh, you know collabs together where we come on. I, I feel like we're the same way where like we, we feel like there's a lot to share and we want to be able to share this knowledge to the public so that way they could live better and healthier lives. And we just want to get ourselves out there and tell people there's a better way. Absolutely. I guess the other thing too, what, what our jobs do is just to serve and to help people, you know, right now I'm kind of struggling with, um, trying to get, you know, as a trainer, sometimes I, I, it's hard for me to fit in my training sessions or training or exercise. So it kind of led me to a place now where it's like, uh, I'm realizing the value of my services. You know what I mean? And now that I'm kind of like noticing this value, I can see what the other perspective is from, from the client's point of view to see the value that I give to them, you know, because it's like, for myself, you know, especially if you live a busy life and, you know, some of these things, they may seem so common, but they're so hard to do. And so there's something to be said about that too, as well, that I, you know, I want to bring to light because of that, because of me knowing that now it just, 
I'm just, I guess I get, I want to put more emphasis on the value of myself, you know, and that's something that we talked about before too. It's like, because sometimes you, you kind of do the job and you're doing it for so long that you kind of feel like you're doing it and you don't even know that you're, you need it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> as much as you do. You, you know, the focus is always uh, on others, right? Yeah. It's, right. It's, you can easily get lost, but when you really go back and invest in yourself, you get like a spark and it, yeah. it brings life. It brings it back to life and, and just relearning that, you know, that your service and your, your presence is valued. I mean, that's the reason why you, they pay so much to be with you. I mean, cause it's not cheap. Right. And you kind of wonder like, ah, you know, they, there's, I guess so. And you know, this already, sometimes you, you go through the process and we talked about this before, like I undervalue myself, you know what I mean? Because I don't see the worth, but when I have to step back and I have to realize that even for myself, I need that. I can see the value of it. And, um, so yeah, I guess that that's, that's something to bring up and to think about as well. Yeah. We all, we all need someone in this journey because it's hard to do it by yourself. It really is. I mean, growing yeah. up, you have a teacher, you're, you have that teacher to hold you accountable you know, when we're adults, we don't have a teacher, but we can always have mentors, coaches, someone to bring us up to that level and hold us accountable, refocus. Um, and that's, that's how really it's done. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, Pete, for coming on. I, I know definitely we're going to be back on cause there's things that we want to share and share with the viewers, uh, tips with the fitness trade and, uh, hacks so we're going to be back on at another time but i appreciate you coming on today i know in your, your busy schedule but and you're in your car so yeah pete's busy but uh thank you again hey pete so if someone wants to reach out to you and has any questions or wants to learn more about you where can they find you through facebook peter ryan takao is my name and then for ig it's uh coach father pete i cool. hope you have that link on the bottom there yeah we'll we can put it on the show notes as well but yeah. Yeah, if, if you're not following us yet, follow Ecala Strong at Instagram at Ecala Strong. And uh, make sure to rate and subscribe for our podcast for future episodes so we can come on here and help you with your fitness journey. So thank you again, Pete. Look forward to seeing you later. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. But wait. We want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.